Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. HD3 Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution this, this, this is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, the big breaking news, there's so much today, but the uh, United States Supreme Court will take up the issue of whether or not President Trump has immunity from prosecution. Really, whether all presidents have immunity from criminal prosecution. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. It is our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. The big story of the day, though, brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com. Uh, two things regarding Trump. Number one, well, three, he crushed it in Michigan last night. I'll get into that. But a judge is refusing to halt the $454 million fine during his appeal. This is an egregious violation of the Eighth Amendment prohibition on excessive fines, particularly when it concerns bail. And uh, it's outrageous. And it's just so apropos for what New York is trying to do to him. Donald Trump is not broke. Okay, this is trending on Twitter today that Donald Trump is not broke. It's important to note, a lot of these guys just don't have millions of dollars of cash just lying around. And that's a thing. In fact, there was a story years ago about Elon Musk. I mean, I don't think anybody would doubt that Elon Musk is a very, very rich man. He's a multi-billionaire. The Wall Street Journal actually had a story years ago. Uh, it was Elon Musk text cash poor billionaire. He's worth $39 billion on paper, but the electric car maker who announced he's selling his houses and most of his worldly possessions needs a wad of money to exercise his latest payout. This is not uncommon for people who are very, very rich to just not have a lot of liquid cash just available. 
Um, so that's what's happening. But Trump shouldn't have to pay that in order to have his appeal heard. That is a violation of the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America. You know the Eighth Amendment to the Constitution as being something that involves the prohibition on cruel and unusual punishments, but it also bans imposing excessive bail, excessive fines, or, or, or cruel and unusual punishment. So this excessive bail and excessive fines absolutely in violation of the Eighth Amendment to the Constitution. And I hope Trump will take that case up on the federal level because his constitutional rights are absolutely being violated by this. I mean, it's insane to say that a guy has to pay $355 million before he can hear his appeal, before his appeal can be heard by the court. That's just outrageous. Um, all right. We have a lot of other things to get to, though. The other big story being that um, the, the United States Supreme Court today will hear the immunity claims by the former president. Now, I spent some time on this in the last hour, but understand that in addition to the lunacy it would create if you can actually criminally prosecute former presidents, the other thing is that this effectively now ends Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump. So Trump's having a great week. He re I mean, he really is. Georgia case with Fonny Willis. I, <sighs> Matt DeSantis, I sent you this clip. I, I don't know. We can't play this. There's no way to play this. But Matt Gates tweeted this out earlier today, and it's it's uh, it's lighting up the internet. Even our buddy Philly Talk had a great <laughs> a great joke about it. But um, it, it, it's it's the term that came up on Bluetooth, um, and it, it I can't say what it is, but. <laughs> I can't even describe it. The whole thing is offensive. The, the whole everything about it's offensive. If you get a chance to find it on 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 Twitter or another social media platform, knock yourself out and have some fun because you'll you'll enjoy it. But um, anyway, the Georgia case is done. Fonny Willis, in my opinion, is absolutely going to be um, told that she cannot continue on this case. There's a clear con conflict of interest here. I'm of the opinion that Nathan Wade and Fonny Willis have both subjected themselves to perjury, um, but. That's not what the judge is concerned with at the moment. The judge is concerned with whether or not there's a conflict of interest. My sense is that he's going to rule that there is. There's enough impropriety here where she has to be taken off the case. Uh, the Georgia case then is effectively dead. On the federal level, by the Supreme Court now agreeing to hear the appeal on presidential immunity April 22nd. What they've done now is they've ended Jack Smith's prosecution of Donald Trump regarding January 6th. And here's why. Everything about the Jack Smith case rests on the notion that Donald Trump did something wrong on January 6th. Now, I still don't know what that is. I have no idea what law Donald Trump broke on January 6th. Donald Trump used his position as president in the bully pulpit to advocate Congress to take an action that they have the lawful authority to take under the Electoral Count Act and send the results back to the states. He encouraged people to go and lobby their legislators. If people broke windows, if people did other things, that's on them. That's on the individuals who did those things. That is not on Donald Trump, period. He never told anybody to commit violence. Saying we're going to fight like hell or we don't have a country is protected political speech that is used by politicians all of the time. He didn't say go kick windows in. He didn't say go punch a cop. He didn't say go, uh, go do anything. He just said, go tell them to, to reject these results, which, by the way, members of Congress have done before. And also they're plotting to do again in January of 2025 if Donald Trump is elected president in 2024. So understand that Donald Trump did nothing wrong that day. Presidents are allowed to give speeches. Presidents are allowed to advocate Congress. Presidents are allowed to lobby the people to go up and take issue with their Congress and to have them take an action for or against something. 
Trump committed no crimes on January 6th of 2021, period. The Supreme Court could have heard this this immunity claim a while ago. They rejected that and said they wanted to go through the circuit court first. That was a favor to Trump in many respects, because by doing so, they then have put Jack Smith on a major delay. He wanted to get Trump on the stand prior to Super Tuesday, and that's not going to happen. Now, by the court taking this case up in April of April 22nd, that week, they're going to hear the case. They're going to take their time in coming back with a decision. It's an issue that I think is pretty open and shut. Presidents should not be able to be charged with crimes uh, based on their actions that they committed while in office because somebody now views that through the lens of being a crime, period. I mean, I, I mean this uh, sincerely. It, 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 this is why we have the impeachment clause. The presidents are subject to the the oversight of Congress, not the criminal court system, period. When they leave office, when they're in office, that's the end of it. But the political ramifications of this mean that let's say the Supreme Court comes back and issues a decision in May and says Donald Trump is immune. Well, then the January 6th case is over. Let's say that the court comes back in May or June and says Donald Trump has no immunity. I'd be shocked if they said that. But then at that point now, you are getting so close to the conventions and so close to the elections that to proceed with a trial is absurd and it's not going to happen. And then even if there was a trial and Trump was found guilty, there's an appeal process and everything else. It's over. The legal cases against Donald Trump are over. The only one left is Stormy Daniels. And I've already told you why that case is also a joke, because there's no victim in that case either. Stormy Daniels alleged that Donald Trump had an affair with her. Ooh, who freaking cares? And then the allegation is that Donald Trump paid hush money. Well, you're allowed to pay people to do things in life. Got news for you. It's a free country. If I want to pay somebody money to get them to not say something about me, I can do that. I'm allowed to do that. There's nothing illegal about it. The only question is whether or not he he hid the payments by using Michael Cohen as the conduit. Okay, so what? He didn't want people to know that he paid a porn star to keep quiet about an alleged affair. He has the right to do that, too. The argument that the prosecutor is using, again, another Soros-backed lunatic in New York, Alvin Bragg, is that, well, by doing so, Donald Trump lied to the voters. They didn't know the full extent of the allegations. The voters don't have a right to know about the allegations. There's nothing in the Constitution that says there's a requirement that if somebody accuses you of having an extramarital affair with them, that the voters have to know that prior to the election. So it's a ridiculous, absurd case. But that's the last one. And that case is going nowhere either. So basically, Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. The question is, will Joe Biden be the nominee? And what happened in Michigan yesterday for Joe Biden was a disaster. Joe Biden was rejected by voters because they don't like him. And they don't like him for a variety of reasons. But one of those things is the fact that because the, the Democrat Party has shifted so far kooky left that they are angry about Joe Biden's support of Israel, which, in my opinion, I don't think is really even that strong. So there you go, and that's the latest on all that. The court cases against Trump are done. It's over. It's give it up. Give it a rest. I'm, I feel bad for what he has to go through here, and it's ridiculous that Georgia is has not been decided yet, but I think it's going to be decided in his favor. And then what will happen is another prosecutor may take the case up or may not. A prosecutor may be friendly to Trump, may dismiss all charges. Either way, that's uh, that's over as well. Um, so it's going to be Trump. 
Will it be Biden, though? That's the question. Will it be Joe Biden as the nominee? He had his little health checkup today. Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House Femba, came and said there's not going to be a cognitive test. Well, of course not, because if Joe Biden actually had a cognitive test, he would fail that cognitive test, bottom line. And I, I, I'll get into some more details with you in a little bit, but, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that everything around Joe Biden's candidacy right now is a gigantic red flag for a loss. And I hope he loses, and I hope Trump wins. My fear is that it's not going to be Joe Biden as a candidate. And maybe it'll be Gavin Newsom. I mean, Gavin Newsom wants it. You heard Phil Kirpin say that Gavin Newsom exempted Panera Bread from his minimum wage law because they donated to his campaign. You know, and, and, and this guy's a sleazebag, this Gavin Newsom. He's a sleazebag. But so are all the other people waiting in line. You know, King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, the whale killer, Gretchen Whitmer, tyrant, all these people. But the problem the Democrats have right now is that they've also got a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. problem. And Van Jones was on with Aaron Burnett discussing how Robert Kennedy Jr. could have a major impact in the race, specifically, I think, hurting Joe Biden. This is him on with uh, Aaron Burnett talking about this. Cut number 11. Uh, in either of those states could turn the entire election. New York Times, Siena uh, College poll from the fall in Arizona has Kennedy with 26 percent support. Biden and Trump a little bit ahead, but not much. Thirty three percent each. Just to make the point, RFK Jr. could do a lot better than 10,000 votes in those two states. He, he can. And it is uh, if, if you understand basic math, uh, this is a shockwave through uh, the Democratic Party. Uh, because uh, it, 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 uh, it takes a lot less than the pr amount of support he's got, especially among young people, to throw this whole thing uh, to Biden. And we can lose some states, but we can't lose many. Uh, and so uh, it's, we, we're, we're going to have a, a tough enough time uh, in Georgia. We're going to have a tough enough time in Arizona anyway. Uh, but this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. And um, uh, the, the, I think for me, my heart breaks. I, I know uh, RFK Jr. In fact, he uh, endorsed uh, and wrote the forward for my first book, yep. <laughs> very close to his uh, uh, sister, uh, Carrie. Uh, he was an environmental champion. Let me, let me jump out of this for a second here, Matt, uh, because Donald Trump just put out a statement just a moment ago saying, legal scholars are extremely thankful for the Supreme Court's decision today to take up presidential immunity. Without presidential immunity, a president will not be able to properly function or make decisions in the best interests of the United States of America. Presidents will always be concerned and even paralyzed by the prospect of wrongful prosecution and retaliation after they leave office. This could actually lead to the extortion and blackmail of a president. The other side would say if you don't do something just the way we want it we are going to go after you when you leave office or perhaps even sooner a president has to be free to determine what is right for our country without undue pressure if there is no immunity the presidency as we know it will no longer exist many actions for the benefit of our country will not be taken this is in no way what the founders had in mind legal experts and scholars have stated that the president must have full presidential immunity a president must be free to make proper decisions his mind must be clear and he must not be guided by the fear of retribution well said listen my friends at cherry hill volvo would love to see you it was judith's birthday yesterday and i'm so grateful for her wonderful support as we broadcast live from the cherry hill volvo studios each and every day and yesterday i picked up my new volvo 
the XC60. It really is my favorite. It's a big SUV, not as big as the XC90. That's got the third row for the kids. That's the one Bridget drives. But the XC60, oh, the cargo space, beautiful, stylish. Listen, whatever car you're interested in, even the S-Class made right here in South Carolina at their plant in, in, in South Carolina in America, you will have a wonderful experience at Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Just like my buddy Frank Caruso, who went to Cherry Hill Volvo and bought a beautiful XC40 2023 silver with dark interior. And he even brought Judith a birthday card yesterday. So, Frank, thank you. Thank you for doing that and supporting our friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. We appreciate it very, very much. Go see them today. They're right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. They are where relationships matter. And Judith and Yosef and the entire team prove that every single day. And how about this? An S60 courtesy vehicle for less than $29,000 with less than 5,000 miles on it. You want to go see them. Cherry Hill Volvo. They stand with us at Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, and they will give you the luxury experience you deserve. And Volvos are great cars, fast and stylish, and some of the safest cars on the road, period. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, where relationships matter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Audubon. Tell your smart speaker to play 1210 WPHT. WPHT. Oh, Mitch, we hardly knew you. Farewell to Mitch McConnell. Good riddance. Bye-bye. 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 Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I'm sorry, I'm not going to, I really, it's hard for me to, 
have any sense of uh, sympathy, <laughs> excuse me, for McConnell leaving. I just think that, uh, you know, the guy, the guy well overstayed his welcome and goodbye. You know, this the fact that he put Ukraine above the United States of America, that he wanted money for Ukraine. That was going to be the thing that was going to be the 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 differential, the hill that he would die on. Over the United States of America's national security over our border is just the reason why he's got to go. Now, there was a lot that happened today, and we've covered a lot for you, but I'd be remiss if I did not mention, you know, Biden had this this uh, Fugazi crime summit thing at the White House today. And the thing about it is that he never even mentioned anything about illegal immigration because it's a joke. I mean, it's it's a joke. You you have Democrat operatives who are coming out now and saying, you know, Biden should really address the border. I mean, he really should address crime. He really should say these things. But they're so afraid, I guess, of the of the hardcore lunatic base. And I think you see that in Michigan. I think you see what happened in Michigan, which, of course, as you mentioned earlier, you know, stunned so the TV newscasters, stunned over it. But Biden spent today going on about assault weapons and the NRA. Not crime, not crime. He 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 went on he went on and on about how we're going to go after the NRA, we're going to go after assault weapons. This is this is the thing about the Democrat Party today. They are so far gone. They're gone. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has to place metal detectors at migrant shelters. Gee, really? You think? Well, it's a sanctuary city, so you know. There you go. And then you had that that protester today in Athens, Georgia, saying, Mayor, you are a liar. You are guilty. You have blood on your hands. And what does the Athens mayor say? He says, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates the two are not connected. Are you freaking kidding me? That's what happened. So let me let me back up for a second here. So we had this um, we had this this uh, protest that occurred. In Georgia, where, you know, you had this this terrible murder, uh, which the media now is accusing Republicans of trying to capitalize on, you know, trying to capitalize on the death of a of a, of a young woman at the hands of an illegal immigrant who should have been deported, who should have been deported, who never should have been in this country. I mean, that's the thing. Never should have been in the United States of America. So the pre- protesters heckled the mayor of uh, of Georgia of Athens, Georgia. He was shouted down today. We have that clip? Yeah, we do, right? This is uh this is this is the clip of the mayor from from today. And then I'll play his reaction after that. Uh take a listen. Many many of the elements many of the elements we're here to listen. You're a liar. We're here to listen. Liar. You're a liar. You're guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities. We know what sanctuary are things that are disallowed by Georgia law. Mm hmm. Lakin Riley's murder could have been prevented if the guy had been deported. That's bottom line. Bottom line. And then what does the mayor say? What does the mayor say after that, that uh, the crowd? Well, first of all, he wants people to leave the room. He's, he, he's unhappy that his own constituents are yelling at him. So after that, what does he say? In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months, 
I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker, and my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration. Mm-hmm. You see that? So <clears throat> there, you, there you go. He's... Uh, it's just don't conflate the two issues, please. Don't conflate the two issues. The two issues are not the same. They're not the same. Don't conflate them. Uh, it's 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 just it's uh, unbelievable. Nobody's talking about immigration. We're talking about illegal immigration. We're talking about getting rid of the people in this country who are here illegally, who should not be in this country, and they should be deported. Like this guy, this accused murderer of this beautiful woman, Lake and Riley. Uh, and, and, you know, Jim Jordan put it best. I mean, Biden never deports anybody. He doesn't deport anybody, even if they commit a crime, Joe Biden won't deport them. We want all the information they have about this individual. I mean, you think about, first of all, Joe Biden lets this bad guy in the country. Then he does something wrong in New York and they let this guy loose. And then this tragedy happens in Georgia. And, and of course, they could have also, once they found out this guy had committed a crime, they could have deported him. So yep. Joe Biden's administration allows people in. Then when they do something seriously wrong, uh, some kind of crime, he never deports anyone. So th- this is all because of the ridiculous policies and the, and uh, with, with the Biden administration and, of course, right. these DAs who continue to let bad guys roam the street. Mm, it's true. It is true. And some of those DAs are the George Soros funded district attorneys like Larry Krasner right here in Philadelphia. I want to make a point, by the way, and I need to say this, and I mentioned this earlier in the show today. We did the show live from CPAC last week. I did not see one Nazi there. Not a single Nazi at CPAC. I saw a lot of great people. I saw a lot of enthusiasm. I saw a lot of conservative energy in the room. No Nazis. I didn't see any Nazis. But this idiot, Rick Wilson, goes on Joy Reid and just to show you how these people are absolutely all in the tank for each other. And he's claiming now, falsely claiming that there are Nazis roaming. Look, were there some idiots, extremists there? I don't know. There's the Democrat Party's full of extremists. My God, you don't have to look very far to figure that out. Just look at what happened in Michigan last night. Democrat Party is loaded with extremists. My God, you don't have to look very far to figure that out. Just look at what happened in Michigan last night. Democrat Party is loaded with extremists. But if if there's one if there's one extremist at a Republican or conservative conference, that means everybody's tainted. Everybody's tainted. I can tell you I saw nobody goose stepping. I saw nobody, uh, you know, Zeke heiling. None of that was going on. It was a pro-America convention with a lot of great conservative ideas. And part of those ideas, by the way, were keeping the United States out of further war, which is a pretty darn good idea if you ask me. Oh, and by the way, not exactly what the Nazis were known for, keeping their country out of war, just for the record. I mean, I'm no, I'm, no, I'm no historian or anything, but it seems like if you look at the record, the Nazis were not particularly good at keeping Germany out of war. This idiot, Rick Wilson. There's a problem with this. My grandmother used to call it the turd in the punch bowl. Mm. Once you have a turd in the punch bowl, it's not punch anymore. Once you have one Nazi in the door... Mm-hmm. You're not a conservative organization anymore. You're a pro-Nazi organization. And the fact that these people were there on the floor, perfectly comfortable, the fact that these people are circulating there now, because they are all part of a philosophy that Steve Bannon infected the GOP with called no enemies to my right, right. which is why they were fine with Charlottesville at a certain level, which is why they're fine with these people. They look at these people as their shock troops, as their, as their best guys, as the people that are going to go out there and metaphorically or literally swing at their enemies. Mm. One Nazi on the floor. I can tell you that there were no Nazis. There were no Nazis. And you're an idiot. You're a freaking idiot. 
But you see, what what we have here is we have these extremists, like whack jobs, like AOC. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry to play this for you, but we played it yesterday. But it's worth playing again because they are out there acting like the immigration crisis, the national security crisis that is the open border, is something manufactured just by by xenophobes. You know, we're just pushing it out there. It's not real. It's not real. It's just something that we're pushing the out idea there. that Republicans, in order to win an election, say we need to hermetically seal the border when they know that that would be that is economic self-sabotage to the U.S. economy. And they are saying, let's let's do it anyway. And to compensate for the negative effects, we're going to allow and throw people's kids into factories. That is what they are doing in rolling back child labor laws while being as xenophobic and anti-immigrant as, as they are. And while ginning up this this false Oh, na- shut up. Give me a break, please. It's not a false narrative. It's a real narrative. It's real. It's real. But, I, you know, Jake Tapper whining over the fact uh, we're just making this up you know republicans and voters out there they're just making this up seizing on the horrific tragedy this young woman her murder by this guy who should have been deported they're just seizing on it they're capitalizing on it that's what they're doing so uh, republicans obviously seizing on this seizing did you catch the word seizing at the university of georgia um this girl, this nursing student, killed uh, by an undocumented Venezuelan uh, migrant. And they're seizing on this as an example of Biden's failure to protect the American people and to secure the border. Today, President Trump posted on his uh, social media site, Truth Social, quote, when I am your president, we will immediately seal the border, stop the invasion. And on day one, we will begin the largest deportation operation of illegal criminals in American history. May God bless Lake and Riley and her family. That's the poor nursing student that was killed. Our prayers are with you. What's your reaction to that? Well, first, obviously, it's a tragedy, and we should we should recognize that before the politics enter this. But let's not be naive. Politics enter these things very quickly, and Donald Trump knows how to take advantage of a situation like this and 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 exploit it. How is it exploiting it? <clears throat> how is it exploiting it? A woman's dead because of sanctuary city policies that won't won't get rid of people who are criminals. Remember, we're talking about criminals. We're not talking about people who are getting sanctuary at Philadelphia City Hall. We're talking about people who are criminals who've committed crimes, who have broken the law, and ICE wants to deport them. That's what we're talking about. Even Biden's former communications director tells Democrats they need to be more aggressive on the border and crime because people are feeling frightened. You think? Yeah, people are feeling frightened. And it's it's absolutely something that is going to hurt Joe Biden. And it is hurting Joe Biden. Look at the polls. Look at everything that's happening. Look at what's going on. But you have such a whack job element in the Democrat Party that refuses to acknowledge that criminals are the bad guys because they think they're victims. And they refuse to acknowledge that the border is open and there is an invasion going on. They refuse this. And I'm telling you the reason why. It's because of people who prop them up with the big checks from these these very powerful mega donors in the Democrat Party who write the checks out to these, these, these prosecutors and other people. And they're crazy people. This is the uh, former communications director, Kate Benningfield. I don't believe people who are violent in our city and commit repeated crimes should have the privilege of being in our city. There's some people that feel that they should be able to remain here, keep doing their actions until they eventually um, convicted. I don't subscribe to that theory. 
So again, Kate, Democratic mm. mayor of New York City, I mean, this is really, really telling in terms of how this issue is playing out across the country right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's tough for Democrats. It is tough for Democrats, and I think it's smart for Democrats to be more aggressive on it because people are feeling frightened. Now, I don't subscribe, to, to borrow the mayor's language, I don't subscribe to the Trump vision of America as a decaying wasteland where, you know, packs of people are running wild committing crime. But it is true that people across the country, particularly in uh, cities, are concerned about crime. It is smart for Democrats uh, to be more aggressive about it, to be more responsive to what people are feeling. Now, where where I think it gets dangerous is when you veer into the uh, the demagoguery and the bashing immigrants mm. and making immigrants scapegoats. Now, that that I don't believe is where the Democratic Party should be. Um, but I do think taking on this issue of crime, being tougher um, is, a, is a good thing for Democrats and, and will renounce their effect. Ah, yes. Being tougher, being tougher, but also at the same time, remembering that um, we don't want to be too tough now. Not too tough. This, of course, by the way, is the top story of the day brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for your perfect smile, VenariaDental.com. But listen, even Dr. even Dr. Phil himself, even Dr. Phil himself acknowledges what the border crisis is all about and what's happening. He railed against the border. Uh, to Jesse Waters' uh, prime time the other night. Railed against it. All right, we got more to talk about it here on the fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Thanks for being here tonight. We had a lot to talk about. More businesses are fleeing blue cities over rising crime. And, of course, the question on everybody's mind today, including my mind, is who's going to take over for Mitch McConnell? Don't go away. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The Biden crime family at the center of it today. And of course, as you know, there's a lot to talk about with old Hunter. Hunter, 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 $20 million flowing into the Biden crime family. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it very, very much. Our fourth and final hour. Don't forget, Friday, May 3rd, we're going to be live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. So make sure you join us for that. Senator Ron Johnson put it best. You know, he was talking to Maria Bartiromo. And um, the thing about what he said is, you know, there's a lot of corruption that's happening within our government. I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? We talked about this with Kat Kamek at CPAC. Uh, not a Nazi. Uh, no Nazis. Actually, a Nazi-free CPAC. I don't know what the hell these people are talking about. Anyway, we talked about the weaponization of the Department of Justice, the weaponization of the government against the American people. And Senator Ron Johnson did a great job explaining this, how much corruption there is going on within the Department of Justice and the FBI, not only, I think, covering for Joe Biden, but for going after Donald Trump. And we've seen, we saw this for years when Trump was president, how they worked to undermine his presidency. Literally worked to undermine his presidency. First, they worked to stop him. Remember Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, his gumata? How they said, we will stop him. We will stop him. Remember? And then also, when he got into the White House, of course, all the things they did to try to derail his presidency. Well, they're still at it. The Hunter Biden laptop, they're still at it. Here's Ron Johnson. Senator, zero trust in the FBI from the chairman of the Oversight Committee. Your reaction? My trust might be lower than that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have you heard me say, uh, Maria, as troubling as the Biden family corruption is, even more troubling is the corruption within federal law enforcement, the Department of Justice, our intelligence agencies, and of course the complicit media. Now, what I'm hoping House members drill down on is something that the media has completely ignored, uh, the indictment. I mean, the fact that Hunter Biden over four years spent $1.6 million in cash, spent over $600,000 on sex trafficked women. You know, it's going to be a lot depend on how many documents uh, uh, Chairman Comer has and what kind of answers uh, Hunter Biden has in terms of that documentation. You know, follow the money. But listen, Senator Grass and I, we laid out the case against the Bidens. Uh, President Biden was obviously corrupt. Uh, he's compromised, compromised now in, in office. He never should have been elected, but he was elected because of the corruption of, for example, 51 uh, intelligence officials that covered for the Hunter Biden laptop and the complicity of the media that covered up for the Bidens and continue to do so. Well, look. That's right. And, I, you know, I should have, I should have, I'm sorry, Matt, I should have played Comer first. Here's Comer saying he has zero trust for the FBI. James Comer, the chairman of the committee, of course, doing a great job. Then I got to, I got to play you a clip where he goes at it with a reporter today. Fantastic stuff. Take a listen. And successfully used its informant to prosecute criminals in the past, and he had been with the Bureau over a decade. They've indicted him, and more's coming out about the informant, what role he played for the FBI. The FBI paid him to be a spy in Russia. They indicted him because he was communicating with Russia, but that's what they paid him for over 10 years to do. So I don't know anything about Smirnov, but it, it you know, the circumstances around his indictment and uh, his rearrest and the and the changing of the indict the original indictment by Weiss is very concerning because everything that that I've had uh, to do with the FBI has been very suspicious throughout this investigation. The trust level that I have with the FBI is zero. Zero. Zero point zero. Exactly right. And I don't have any trust for him either. Now, Comer went at it with a reporter today. It was great, urging him to join the Biden Legal Defense Fund. This is fantastic. Take a listen to this. Mr. Chairman, what evidence do you have that either as vice president or as president, Joe Biden used his political office in any way to benefit either Hunter or James Biden's business deal? We have evidence that uh, Joe Biden met with the Chinese. But well, what specific actions did he take We've as a public official? We've had several people already testify. But what action, how did, how was AmeriCorps help? How is this Chinese business helped by the fact that Joe so, Biden so is, was okay, vice president? So, so let me president. ask you a question. It, you mentioned AmeriCorps help. Does anyone in here question whether or not that was influence better? Does anyone question that? I think no. there's a lot of questions about it, sir, because there was no evidence that Joe Biden did anything. He got two hundred thousand dollars. But from what did he do? And the evidence that, that Joe Biden, that Jim Biden said, Joe, no, listen, he wasn't vice president at the Look, time. Those you can you can defend Joe Biden all day long. You can defend Joe Biden. You, you, you can be on his legal defense team. Kevin Morris will probably pay your legal bills <laughs> if you want. You're not but answering the, my question. No, I am answering your question. You don't you you don't understand what we've said over and over and over. Joe Biden took two hundred thousand dollars. Was he vice president from at the time that two hundred thousand dollar check was was put through? Did what? He was a private citizen at the time that two hundred thousand dollar check went through. Was he not? The, 
the four hundred, the forty thousand dollars, the two hundred thousand dollar check, which you've cited twice. So now. it's okay. Was he a public official? So, 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 do you have a problem that Joe Biden's lied about this? Do you have a problem that that America? I don't have any evidence that he's lied about investors? it. I'm asking you, what specific action did he take as a public official, an elected public official, well, that led to those with businesses? The, with the, with if the, you have that evidence, yeah, sir, hey, calm it. down. Calm down. It's okay. No, it's I'm okay. All the angry liberals and what you're saying, they'll, they'll be all right. Listen. I love that he went after him. Good for him for doing that. Good for him for doing that. 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in today on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Look, I mean, it's all going to come out. It's a, it's all going to come out. But you know what I love, though? I love how people are saying that somehow Michigan was was not a good night for Trump. I got to go to the khakis. Let's go to the khakis. Steve Kornacki on Michigan, telling the truth about what everybody knows. It was a huge win for Donald Trump in Michigan last night, and Nikki Haley got slaughtered. Look, whenever you're in doubt, whenever you have doubts, you go to the khakis, right? You go to the khakis, and then the khakis will help you and guide you, and they will make sure that you understand what's happening. That's what Steve Kornacki's khakis are all about. They're all about bringing America together and healing America. Now, I should just let you know I'm not a khakis guy. I'm a guy who believes in wearing jeans. I like jeans, but, you know, that's me. I, not everybody can be like me. I get it. You know what I mean? Uh, should we go to the khakis? Are you queuing it up? But but one thing I know for sure about about everything that happened in Michigan last night is it was a great night for Trump. Oh, we're having a little audio technical difficulty here. Oh, that's okay. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll share with you what, what Steve Kornacki said. It was a landslide for Trump. Nikki Haley fell short in her best county. Her best county. Let's start on the Republican side. We've just gotten the last couple of minutes a lot more of the vote. We're up 40% statewide, becoming in a trickle. It's a landslide for Trump, but from Haley's standpoint, she's indicated clearly that she knows she's likely not getting this Republican nomination. But she made the South Carolina speech she delivered on Saturday night sort of a centerpiece of her message. The idea that, hey, there's 40 percent of Republicans in New Hampshire. She got 43 percent of the vote. That's a bit like it was in South Carolina where she got 40 percent of the vote. Well, it's not going to be 40 percent in Michigan, and it wasn't 40 percent. It was much lower than that, obviously. It, she got destroyed in Michigan. Donald Trump crushed it again. Bottom line. There is no party registration in Michigan. There's no such thing as registering as a Republican or Democrat or independent. Anybody could come and vote in the primary. And that's what happened. But Haley still wasn't getting the numbers. Even though it was an open primary and the Dems could come in and vote for her. And they, they do. They're trying to. It's Operation Chaos. Operation Chaos. Even though the Dems could come out and vote for her, they still didn't come out. You know why? Because they're, they're, at this point, they know it's, it's over. There's no point in even trying. So they didn't want to waste their time. They didn't want to trace their time because they're busy people going home to find things to complain about and be upset and, and, and offended by. They're offended by everything. So, of course, they have no time to go out and actually vote. But that was their Operation Chaos, similar to what Rush Limbaugh talked about, the great Rush Limbaugh, many, many, many years ago, creating Operation Chaos. Well, the Democrats are trying to do that to get Nikki Haley in there. And they're backed by the elite ruling class that wants to make sure that, um, you know, the war in Ukraine continues. But here's this Democrat activist. I, I, I want to play this before I turn it over to the great one, Mark Levin. This, this guy is great. He, this is from Benny Johnson posted this. And um, he, he's, he's turned on the Democrat Party. Full on MAGA now. He's full on MAGA, MAGA. All I can say to this guy is welcome to the party, pal. It's good to have you. Welcome to the party. You know, black people used to be Republicans until the Great Depression. 
donkey as far as I can take this. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's yes. Ready, it's, it's dead. I'm ready to get on a great big old African elephant. Right? <laughs> we have to remember who Joe Biden is. This is a guy who was uh, mentored by Senator Byrd and people like Strom Thurmond, right. the card-carrying members of the Ku Klux Klan. So, you know, she represents uh, Republican 2.0. What she's talking about for us is a new emancipation, socially, politically, economically. It's Emancipation 2.0. Uh, and we have a real opportunity, not only with her candidacy, but with President Trump to uh, start again in this country and recognizing where we've been. Look, I'm not telling any of you who are Democrats to remember your voter registration card. Okay, Maxine Waters, Auntie Maxine, imagine if she was really your auntie. She's really my auntie. What I'm saying is this. After all of those years of dealing with failed policies, how many more, how, how many more lives, how much more time how many more generations are we going to sacrifice at the altar of Democrat politics when they treat us Boom. as a political afterthought? Boom! An afterthought. It's time for us to make a positive choice in our own best interest and vote for the candidates who are in our own best interest. And if they are Republicans, then so be it. Good. When uh, white America, working class, and black America, working class, decides to work together there's no demographic bravo there's no demographic that can stop us what other sign from god do you need than to see the predominantly white republican party uh, moaning groaning with us about the likes of the fbi and the cia bingo we're talking about god's timing right uh, doesn't he have a way of making strange bedfellows? He has a way of drawing us together in perilous times to stand together, work together, fight together, vote together, lead this country together. Because those uh, people who are inclined to its destruction are our common Our common I love it. I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. That guy is my hero, and uh, good for him. I think that is great. <clears throat> okay. Have a great rest of your night tonight. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Back with you tomorrow on Twitter, at Rich Z. I mean, keep back to you on the radio tomorrow. Keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Sorry, it's been a long show. Uh, have a great night. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.